Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew, Bible teacher and pastor of Grace Valley Christian Center located in Davis, California. Today, Pastor Matthew continues in the Bible series on the book of Hebrews with this message entitled, Saints Endurance. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to Hebrews chapter 10. Now here's our teacher, Pastor P.G. Matthew. Let us hear Westminster Confession of Faith, the 17th chapter, concerning the perseverance of the saints. They whom God hath accepted in his beloved, effectually called and sanctified by his Spirit, can neither totally nor finally fall away from the state of grace, but shall certainly persevere therein to the end and be eternally saved. Heavenly Father, we pray that you help us to be biblical Christians. Christians who expect suffering and endure suffering. And if we are eternally chosen, we shall be effectually called, we shall be justified and shall be glorified. Perseverance of the saints will prove that we have been chosen by you. So help us, O Lord, to follow Jesus. Though we may walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we will fear no evil, for thou art with me, and thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Therefore, O God, speak to us concerning this saint's endurance that we may receive great comfort of the Holy Scriptures and live our life, even our life of suffering, with the joy of the Holy Ghost. For we pray in Christ's name. Amen. We all have experience of starting projects with great eagerness, and soon we become weary in well-doing. And we give up and we quit. And we live in guilt and misery for the rest of our lives. Not so with a true child of God. A true child of God endure to the very end. Some people consider Christian life something like a hundred meter dash. It is not, sir. It is a run that lasts one's lifetime. And it requires strict training. So the writer of Hebrews says, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance. The race marked out for us. Paul exhorts Timothy to endure hardship like a soldier. 
like an athlete, like a farmer. A very large part of modern evangelism is synthetic and not authentic. Accept Jesus. No obedience necessary, no suffering. All your problems will go away. You will have health, wealth, and power here in this life. And celestial happiness in heaven. Christianity, brothers and sisters, is following Christ. And so suffering with Christ. Jesus calls us to deny ourselves and take up the cross daily and follow him. Why the cross? The world will do to us what it did to Jesus because we belong to him. So the right of Hebrews in verses 26 through 31 of chapter 10 warned against apostasy turning away from Christ and turning to false gospel now in verses 32 through 39 he exhorts us the need for endurance patience perseverance need for the ability to stand under severe trials so let us look at the first point, which is verse 32. Remember, remember those earlier days after you have received the light, that is after conversion, when you stood your ground in a great contest in the face of suffering. Sometimes you were publicly exposed to insult and persecution at other times you stood side by side with those who were so treated. You sympathized, suffered together with those in prison. And joyfully accepted the confiscation of your property because you knew that you yourselves had better and lasting possession. Remember sir, remember the past faithfulness the Hebrews were in danger of apostasy of rejecting Jesus for Moses rejecting the gospel for the ritual of Judaism to avoid suffering now they are exhorted to remember their past faithfulness and suffering for the gospel and he made reference to their faithfulness in the past already in chapter 6 and verse 10. God is not unjust. He will not forget your work and the love you have shown him as you have helped his people and continue to help. In the past, they loved Jesus and the gospel and sacrificially helped God's people who were suffering for the gospel. So again now in chapter 10, beginning with verse 32, he tells them to remember their past faithfulness. Brothers and sisters, 
the past can help us in the present. I remember how God poured out his Holy Spirit in South India while I was a young boy. And how the saints loved God and loved one another. And joyfully suffered persecution from the world and from the non-evangelical Syrian Orthodox Church. And this remembrance helped me to found this church here in accordance with the biblical pattern. Therefore, we preach the gospel and live that life which the gospel dictates. We therefore also endure persecution in the power of the Holy Ghost. We follow Christ here until death places us in the presence of God. We hear the words of Jesus to the saints of the church of Smyrna. Be faithful till death and I will give you the crown of life. We are reminded also of the words of St. Paul. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord the righteous judge will award to me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. Remember the past. Jesus told the Ephesian church to do just that. They fell from their first love. So Jesus said to them, remember the heights from which you have fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. You married couple, remember your first love for each other. And let that help you now to live in love. Remember your first love for Jesus. And let that help you to love him now. We love him because he first loved us. And he loves us still. The Hebrews endured great sufferings. As soon as they experienced conversions. Christian life is not a life of ease. Not a bed of roses. A.D. 33 saw Stephen stoned to death. In A.D. 43, James, the brother of Apostle John, was beheaded by the grandson of Herod the Great, Agrippa I. Around A.D. 62, James the Just, the pastor of Jerusalem Church, brother of Jesus, was stoned to death during the reign of high priest Annas II. Hebrews also endured great suffering for the sake of the gospel. In the past, they were being made a public spectacle through reproaches and tribulations. They were spectacles for entertainment for the world and Judaism. They were looked upon like Romans looked upon Christians in the arena. Christians to the lions. Entertainment for the Romans. I was looked upon like that growing up as I went about with other saints preaching the gospel. Remember how they suffered personally for the gospel in the past. Also 
They are to remember how they suffered and sympathized with those who were being persecuted and put in prison. Prisoners in those days were punished, not pampered. They had little provision and they depended on others for help. So their brothers came to help them. They grieved with them. They prayed for them and with them. They brought for them clothing, books, food and other necessities. They fellowshiped with them. It was dangerous brothers and sisters to visit them in prison. For they could also be arrested and tortured. Yet they were ready to do this for the gospel. Let's look at some scriptures. Romans 16, verse 3 and 4. Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my fellow workers in Christ Jesus. They risked their lives for me. Not only I, but all the churches of the Gentiles are grateful to them. Turn to Second Timothy, chapter 1. Beginning with verse 16. May the Lord show mercy to the household of Onesiphorus. Because he often refreshed me and was not ashamed of my chains. On the contrary, when he was in Rome, he searched hard for me until he found me. May the Lord grant that he will find mercy from the Lord on that day. Chapter 4 of 2 Timothy and verse 13. The prisoner of the Lord, St. Paul, is writing to Timothy. When you come, bring the cloak that I left with Carpus at Trovis and my scrolls, especially the parchments. Turn with me to chapter 13 of Hebrews and verse 3. Remember those in prison as if you were their fellow prisoners and those who are mistreated as if you yourselves were suffering. Also turn to Matthew 25 and listen to what Jesus is speaking to his people beginning with verse 35. And here he says, For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Speaking about how people treated God's people who were suffering. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you? Or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in? Or needing clothes and clothe you? The king will reply, I tell you the truth, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers of mine, you did it for me. Not only that, they joyfully, we are told, accepted the taking, the confiscation of their properties. Public Christian baptism of Hebrews 
invited Jewish persecution. They were seen by the Jews as traitors and outlaws. Without any legal protection. Their houses and properties were taken. They lost their businesses. Nobody wanted to do business with them. They took their houses, other properties. They lost their family inheritance. No wonder the church in Jerusalem remained always poor and in need of continuing help. Yet these people accepted the laws of all the material things, metakaras, with joy. Joy is the fruit of the Spirit. They were filled with the Spirit. So they rejoiced in deprivations and persecutions. And you see this. Turn with me to Acts chapter 5 and verse 41. The apostles left the Sanhedrin rejoicing because they had been counted worthy of suffering disgrace for the name. Luke chapter 6. Jesus Christ is speaking beginning with verse 22. Blessed are you when men hate you, when they exclude you, insult you. Reject your name as evil because of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy because great is your reward in heaven. Turn again to the book of Acts, 16th chapter. The story of St. Paul in prison, beaten up, thrust into prison in Philippi. And what did he do? In the middle of the night, 16th chapter, verse 25, about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. Turn again to Romans chapter 5. Christian people expect suffering and endure suffering with joy. Chapter 5 of Romans Beginning with verse 3. Not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings. Because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, character, hope. Hope of the glory of God. Sufferings have a purpose to make you not dependent on yourself or on this world, but always dependent on God. St. Paul says the kingdom of God is righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. It's not a surprise for us. Suffering is not a surprise. It is our life. Due to our union with Jesus Christ. They suffered joyfully. Physical suffering. Psychological suffering. Economic deprivation. Rejection of family. Rejection of friends. Now let me read to you. What historian Eusebius. 
has said about the church in Alexandria in the middle of the third century. This is what happened to them. In addition to much more brutal assaults and tortures, the following incident is narrated. Then all with one impulse rushed to the houses of the pious, and they dragged forth whomsoever anyone knew as a neighbor, and despoiled and plundered them. They took for themselves the more valuable property, but the poorer articles and those made of wood, they scattered about and burned in the streets, so that the city appeared as if taken by an enemy. But the brethren withdrew and went away and took, in quotation, and took joyfully the spoiling of their goods, like those to whom Paul bore witness. That is citing this passage. A true Christian, born of God, brothers and sisters, indwelt and governed by the Holy Ghost, will expect sufferings and endure sufferings with joy to the end of his life. Ours is the way of the cross as it was for Jesus. Turn with me to chapter 12 of Hebrews where this word endure appears several times in the first three verses. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance, endurance, patience, the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such contradiction, opposition from sinful men, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Let us remember the sufferings of Jesus for our salvation. And our own sufferings in the past. Remember these things that we may continue in the way of suffering to the end. Now we are told they joyfully accepted the confiscation of your property because you know... That's the second point. Knowing theology, knowing the scriptures, knowing God is important in our suffering and Christian life. They suggested, they suffered with joy, knowing, not feeling, knowing. Christians exercise their mind in knowing the true gospel. The new covenant people know God. Christians know. They know they possess even now. Eternal possession. They are inspired to endure sufferings because they know that they even now possess for themselves a better possession. An everlasting possession. They know that God is their portion and they are God's portion 
their spiritual eyes are opened and they know who God is, who man is, what the world is all about, who the devil is all about. They know there is a hell, there is a heaven. Turn with me to some scriptures. So, Matthew chapter 13 and verse 11. He replied, the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you. And I look upon Christians who know nothing. I know for sure they are not going to last. It takes knowledge of God for you to hope in, to believe in, and to endure your sufferings with joy. He replied, the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you, but not to them. Turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. And beginning with verse 4. The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see moral inability. The light of the gospel of the glory of Christ who is the image of God. For we do not preach our souls, but Jesus Christ as Lord, and our souls as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. We know what they do not know. They are fools. But we have the knowledge of God. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 26. If we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the full knowledge of truth. Epignosis. Christians are people who have received the full knowledge of truth. In Romans 5. We just read it, but notice this. Beginning with verse 3, not only so, but we also rejoice in our suffering, knowing what suffering is going to do. Suffering produces patience. Patience, character, character, hope, knowledge. We are not confused. When we are faced with trials and persecutions and sufferings, we have knowledge of God saying that it is going to result in our loving God more, our not trusting in our souls or in the things of this world. Turn with me to the book of James. James speaks the same thing. Knowledge. James chapter 1, beginning with verse 2, consider it pure joy. It's not pure misery, sir. I know a lot of us misuse sufferings. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Because you know, knowing that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. God has a plan and God has a purpose. He has chosen us to be holy and blameless in his sight. And he's going to achieve that by whatever means he chooses to use. There are so many scriptures that I could read, but 
least one scripture, Psalm 73, the, the man was miserable and unhappy because everybody else was prospering and he was not. And he went to the temple, he went to church and he heard the sermon and he changed his mind. Listen to what he says in Psalm 73, verse 25. And verse 26, this is what God is trying to achieve in our lives through sufferings and trials. Whom have I in heaven but you? And earth has nothing I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Through sufferings he teaches in his presence there is fullness of joy and on his right hand pleasures forevermore turn again through sufferings he shows that you have no enduring city here no enduring country here but we are on our way to a heavenly city and a heavenly country chapter 11 verse 10 of Hebrews for he was looking forward to the city with foundations whose architect and builder is God. And verse 16. Instead they were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore God is not ashamed to be called their God. For he has prepared a city for them. Brothers and sisters, God, not gold, is our treasure. We possess the pearl of great price. No thief can steal it. No moth or rust can destroy it. Nothing in all creation can separate us from our possession, from our treasure, <clears throat> from our God. My question is, do you have this knowledge of God? Then you will rejoice in sufferings. St. Paul therefore prays a prayer in Ephesians chapter 1 and beginning with verse 18. Let me read it out. It says, I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints. And his incomparably great power for us who believe. We must exercise our mind. We must understand. We must know God and God's plan for us and for this world. That we may endure hardship. Not like a stoic. But metacaros with joy. We have a possession that is indestructible, even eternal life. Now the third point is, therefore do not throw away your confidence. Verse 35. Do not throw away your confidence. God has saved you. You have already suffered much for the gospel. Don't be foolish. You are closer to your salvation now than when you believed. Persevere. Hold on to your confession. Be not afraid. Your apostasy shall prove that you have never been a regenerate Christian. A citizen of heaven. True Christians shall 
persevere to the end. So he already said in chapter 3 of Hebrews verse 6. But Christ is faithful as a son over God's house. And we are his house if we hold on to our encouragement and hope of which we boast. And verse 14. We have come to share in Christ. Christ our treasure. Christ our possession. Christ our true riches. We have come to share in Christ. If we hold firmly till the end. The confidence we had at first. He says do not cast away this precious thing. This confession of Jesus. This confidence of your right. To come to the throne of grace. With a good conscience to receive mercy. And find grace. Don't quit your Christian walk. Because of suffering and the enticement of a life of sin and ease. Don't be like Esau, in other words, who sold his birthright for a cup of soup. Don't throw away this confidence as something worthless, as garbage. Your confidence in God, in his son, in his atonement, in the new covenant. Your confidence in eternal salvation. You have already suffered so much. You have already come so far in your spiritual pilgrimage. Endure hardship. He says there is a great reward for you. The other day my grandson, John Paul, was speaking to my wife. And he said other people call him pastor. But I call him grandpa. John Paul has his confidence. It is his right to call me grandpa. So also we have confidence toward God and his son Jesus Christ. Let's turn to John chapter 1. Gospel of John chapter 1 beginning with verse 12. Yet to all who received him to those who believed in his name he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent nor of human decision or a husband's will but born of God. God our daddy. God our heavenly father. Listen to the language of St. Paul in Galatians 4 and beginning with verse 4. But when the time had fully come, God sent his son born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, that we might receive the full rights of sons. Because you are sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit that calls out, Abba, Father. The word Abba in Aramaic means Daddy. That's what he said, our father. He taught us to be our daddy. This intimate relationship, which is our confidence. Don't cast away your confidence, which has a great reward. Because it speaks of a better and lasting possessions. What happens to your power? It flies away. Your money riches, it flies away. It develops wings. Thief comes and steals. But not this one. It is a lasting possession. And soon you shall receive this possession. The promise. You see, do not become weary 
in well-doing and lose all. And we are told against becoming weary. In your marriage, you become weary. In your job, you become weary. In your Christian life, you become weary. Go home and read, or let me read to you verse chapter 12 of Hebrews, verse 3. It says, consider him. It's always good therapy for people who are weary. Consider him, Jesus Christ, who endured such opposition from sinful men. Consider him so that you will not grow weary and lose heart and quit. And cast away your confidence as something that is worthless. When God regenerates a person's heart, that person will never lose his salvation. God will change him from glory to glory to the perfect glory of the eternal state. And that person is going to endure to the very end. Turn with me to the book of Matthew. Take a look at some scriptures. What Jesus himself said, Matthew chapter 10, verse 21 and verse 22. Brother will betray brother to death. And a father, his child, children will rebel against their parents and have them put to death. Jesus told truth. All men will hate you because of me, but he who stands firm to the end will be saved. The people of God shall stand to the end. Turn to chapter 24 of St. Matthew, and I will read from verse 10. At that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. But he who stands firm to the end will be saved. You are sealed with the Holy Spirit. A true Christian is sealed with the Holy Spirit. Sign of security and sign of ownership and sign of value. And the Holy Spirit guarantees your final perseverance. One more scripture and then I'll stop and we'll speak this evening. Philippians chapter 1. Philippians chapter 1 and verse 6. Being confident of this. What is? What is this? That he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. People quit, but Christ will not quit. He will keep working in us. And we will work out. And finally, he will bring us safely home. No matter what happens, your wife may walk out on you. Your children may reject you. Your employer may abandon you. You may be full of cancer. Your back is giving you pain. And you try to find cure, you cannot find it. Look to Jesus. He will give you grace. 
and you will rejoice in the midst of it all. Thus you prove that God has started a work in you and he is perfecting it. He is preparing you to be blameless and holy to bring you to God. Heavenly Father, we pray that you help us to endure hardship by the power of the Holy Ghost who dwells in us. May we not hope in this world. May the things of this world grow strangely dim that we may hope in the glory of God. Help us to know your plan and purpose. That you, the sovereign God, almighty God, all wise God, all loving God, will accomplish your purpose even through sufferings. Help us to have a different attitude towards suffering. Help us to fix our eyes on Jesus who suffered for us and never gave up on Gethsemane. He sweat blood, but he prayed. The more earnestly, saying, not my will, but thine be done. And he rose up and moved toward Calvary. There he was crucified. And he declared, it is finished. Help us, O Lord, not only to start, but to finish. May our food be to do the will of God and to finish it and appear in your presence that you may say to us, Thou good and faithful servant, enter into the joy of the Lord. Amen. You have been listening to Grace and Glory Audio of this sermon entitled Saints Endurance. Come back soon for more transforming Bible teaching from Pastor P.G. Matthew.